0: Elk California, driving car number 57, the Finley Farms, Carlton & Son, Glenn Steyers Racing, Durst Incorporated, Luka.
1: Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome to episode 11 of Quick Time, the podcast. It's BA back again with Jason or
2: Jason, how was your week? It was pretty good. Really good. It's uh, been nice out. Looking forward to a couple uh, big races this weekend. So, it all things good. How about you?
1: No, not too bad. I mean, uh, we went out to Carney had a graduation party for my brother. That was a good time. Uh, but yeah, we're excited to get back to the racetrack. We got a big race coming up at Jefferson County Speedway in Fairbury with the USAC Midgets. And that brings me into the show. and I mean, it's a big show today. We got Cody Brewer. He is the promoter of the Midwest Midget Championship out there at Jefferson County. And we got Sunshine. Tyler Courtney is going to call on the podcast, man. How the hell did we do that? Why?
2: You asked. (laughs) 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 And, you know, it's, I mean, one of the absolute biggest stars in sprint car racing. And we're really excited to have him on. And it's going to be, we got, this is a star-studded lineup. I mean... You know, you'd think we're big time or something like that. Yeah, I mean so
1: I mean it's pretty big for a small time little local podcast just starting out. So it's pretty cool that he agreed to come on. Um let's go into shout outs. Uh I kinda wanna shout out Knoxville Raceway. Um Saturday night, they had a three hour rain delay. Uh races got going about twelve thirty AM. It worked really good for me. I was coming home from Carney. We left Carney about ten o'clock, so
2: Gotta to listen to races on the way home. Yeah, I kinda of woke up. Uh I, I went I saw it was gonna run late and I'm like, yeah, whatever. So I kinda of went to sleep and then woke up again like, Oh, hey, just getting started, now. let's watch the show. And uh you, you know, Knoxville knows a thing or two about it. they're gonna get that race in. So
1: Yeah, it reminded me of uh Nationals when there was a rain rain delay or whatever and you'd roll out your heat races for nationals at one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. So Yeah,
2: I I think there's one year I think race until pretty much the sun came up. Yep, yep. So I mean, I
1: think only you can do that in Knoxville with a, a race track in the middle of the town. I don't think many places would get away with that nowadays.
2: Yeah, I, no, I, I don't think a lot of places outside of town you'd be able to
1: get away with that. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, it was a big show for them with the USAC uh, mm-hmm. sprint cars there, twenty grand to win. So it was one of their one of their crown jewel events, and I, I think that was the main reason why they tried to get it going. If it was a weekly show, I'm pretty sure they would pull the plug on that deal.
2: Yeah, you know, and and there's only so many of those events anymore, so. It's good to see that they got it in, and, and it was great racing on top of it. All right. Uh, you got a shout-out for us? Yeah, I do. My shout-out goes to Ayrton Jenniton, the uh, grandson of famed midget racer Gene, son of Steve. He worked his way up to fifth at Terre Haute with the World Outlaws, uh, making a heck of a run. And unfortunately, he uh, decided he was going to, he said uh, it, in the post-race, he said uh, sixth wasn't enough and dove in and, he went to a spot. Kerry Matson wasn't leaving, and uh, wrecked it pretty hard. But at, at on a restart, he had uh, went ar- went around Donnie Shots, and it was uh, it was pretty impressive. He was making like he was going to make a run up to about third at the time. So, pretty good for the former uh, Tulsa Shootout champion and guy getting his feet wet in the uh, Outlaw Sprint So I'm going to send him a shout out.
1: Yeah, you mentioned he had a little bit of tough luck. I got a kind of a tough luck award. Uh, I wouldn't call it award, but. Amber Balkan, she crashed during Saturday's A Main at the Power I race in Valley Speedway. Um, I don't really see what happened, but there was a yellow flag of some sort. Then all of a sudden at the top of the screen, you just see a car flying, uh, went through the catch fence and whatnot. She suffered a collapsed lung, a concussion, small burns. Um, she had a CT scan, but that came back good. So uh, kind of want to wish her well. Hope she gets on the mend. Uh Talented racer out there from Canada. So it's nice to see her back out on the racetrack when she can.
2: Absolutely scary. If you if you get to see that wreck, um, it just comes out of nowhere. And the thing is, it starts at the upper edge of the screen. <laughs> and it doesn't come down and up. And then it ends on the other side of the screen. It yeah. was incredible. Nightmare. Yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, hats off to the safety crew out there for uh, taking care mm-hmm. of her and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, hope she uh, recovers well and we get her back on the racetrack soon. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Let's jump into a, uh, a new segment, I guess, uh, since Jason and I both can't be at Eagle Weekly as much as we want to, and we primarily talk about Eagle Raceway. I figured we uh, have someone come on who's out there all the time, James Roland. He's a track announcer out there. Uh, so, a little segment we want to call roughly right now the Eagle Raceway Roundup with James Roland. Now it's time for the Eagle Raceway Roundup with track announcer James Roland james what's going on man thanks for joining the program
3: hey absolutely happy to be here
1: uh yeah let's uh, let's kind of jump into it uh eagle raceway saturday night we saw joey danley pick up the feature win trevor gosen rosenbacher uh adding to that points lead total coming in second and mike boston running out of the top three uh yeah talk about uh saturday night at eagle raceway
3: man i tell you what trevor was really on a mission super impressive i was just looking at lap times before i ran home for lunch break uh I think Joey won with a 14.6. Trevor had a 14.8, ran all the way up, won the B, and ran clear from the back up to second. At a 14.8, I think the closest one to him was Boston at like a 15.3. So it was definitely a fast, racy track. Uh, before Joey took the lead, him and Mike were pulling sliders left and right for about three or four laps there.
2: You know, it was a classic track out there. I saw it, you know, get getting dry, guys just uh, running up high. Uh, I think I saw a clip of Joey. He'd come around and bang off the wall a little bit, kind of like the good old days, you know, how you work that track, kind of slide up there and then use that thing to knock you right off of the wall. It's been extremely competitive out there. I, b- is, I think Joey is now, what, the fifth winner and in, in as many weeks out there?
3: You know, I think we've got six shows in, and I don't think we have one repeat winner yet. Yeah,
1: yeah, it, it's definitely a, definitely a nice parody out there with the sprint cars. Uh, we got a, kind of a special... Uh, I want to say, event coming up with the uh, water balloon fight, uh, get back at the officials. Uh, you think you're going to get pegged with a couple of water balloons this week?
3: Oh, man, I think me and Dan are totally screwed. We're going to leave that place soaking wet, you know, between uh, name mispronunciations and apparently people <laughs> don't like my side-by-side calling it drag racing, but... I, that is definitely the most fun event that I think that we have. It's a great way to not only give back to the non-qualifiers and help raise some money for those guys for the Race Saver Nationals, but it's just a blast. you know. Some people don't like the idea of getting water balloons thrown at them, but after this event last year, I don't think there was anybody that left without a smile.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad Jason and I are not there this weekend, and they do not throw photographers in with the raceway officials.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't think they do that. You guys carry a little bit of uh, too much equipment.
2: Yeah, I think uh, back from my day working out there, I don't know how well I would have responded to um, to getting water balloons thrown at me, especially some of the stuff I wrote on the website. But, um, <laughs> but you know, it's uh, tell us about, you know, you're announcing this year. Tell us about some of the fun that you're having as an announcer.
3: You know, I've, I couldn't be more grateful than to have this opportunity because – my racing background, I've owned them, I've tried to drive them, I've bartended out there, pit stewarded, and I, I never really expected to land where it was. You know, with my eyesight, I just something always told me because everybody always said you can't race. I always thought that I wanted to race. So racine, I actually ran into her at a sprint show at Boone Speedway last year and she was like, Hey, we're short of an announcer, do you want to try this? And the first night out, I had a lot of jitters and stuff. But the second night of icebreaker, I was standing on the front stretch talking to Grabowski after he won the mod deal there. And I just felt this calm come over me. And ever since then, I'm like, there's nothing that I look forward to more than going out to Eagle on Saturday nights and just getting to do this and making improvements every week.
1: Yeah, definitely. I know you started off as a pit reporter, per se, last year. Now you moved up to the big booth. Uh, Talk about that transition a little bit.
3: You know, it's actually a crazy transition. I never would have thought about it. And I I go back and watch the replays every week, and I do notice that I find more of my voice when I'm doing the interview stuff. But every week seems to be clicking off a little bit better and better. Um, I kind of started a trend up there, actually. The first week, I was really dependent on my binoculars. And now everybody up there's got a pair of binoculars as I start to use <laughs> mine less and less and less.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I, uh, we don't really get to hear much of the announcers down there but the few times that I've gone through the through the stands during like a B feature C features or whatever you and uh, you and Dan have a good chemistry going I really appreciate and uh, like the way
2: you guys call races that's hugely important
3: Well thanks man I really appreciate that I I think we're getting better and better as weeks go on you know we've got a couple of uh naysayers on Facebook that don't like us as much cuz we're not the legendary voice that was there but you know, everybody's got room for improvement, and everybody's got to be able to embrace change. You know, there's still guys complaining about the 360 deal. So,
1: yeah, you know what they say. Everybody's
3: going to complain.
1: Yeah, you know what they say. Let the haters hate.
3: That's right.
1: All right. Well, I want to thank you for jumping on. Uh, hopefully, we'll make this a weekly deal. Uh, just kind of talk about Eagle Raceway every week with you. That sounds yeah, good. Yeah, sounds
3: great to me. Thanks a lot for having me. All
1: right, thanks a lot, James. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, James. All right. Once again, thanks, James, for jumping on with the Eagle Raceway Roundup. I think it'll be a nice little feature uh, to talk just to get a set of eyes out there since you and I aren't out there every week.
2: Well, and, you know, it's somebody who's watching the whole race. You know, sometimes we get limited in our view, and we only see bits or hear bits or read bits. So it's it's good to have someone who's always out there. At, obviously, Eagle Raceway is kind of our home track, as it were, you know, because that's kind of the center of sprint car racing in Nebraska as well. It is pretty much.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got you got Eagle, and you got I-80 when they run the When they the run, run them the three sixties and uh with the way this year's going, I think that's the only two places in Nebraska that's gonna have sprint cars on the racetrack.
2: Yeah, so it's it's good to have James on. Yep,
1: yeah, definitely. Um other race recaps, let's jump into the World Outlaws Friday night in Burlington, Iowa. Parker Price Miller getting her done with the, law the firm. Uh, with the Deets uh, motorsports number fourteen.
2: Yeah, it was an exciting another exciting race. You know, I I keep saying that all the time, but it was a good show out there and uh, it was good to see yeah, they're starting to find their starting to find their footing. I was reading about that and and they're really happy with where they're going. I think they had higher expectations and it's nice to see them get a win.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh moving on to uh Saturday night Wilmont Raceway in Wilmont, Wisconsin. Another uh Dieter crew True Chief car uh David Gravel David picking Graham. up that win.
2: He looked good. I mean, As it was uh is had a lot of yellow flags, a lot of stops, but yeah, it was really not, never in doubt. David Gravel had that thing under control.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know uh, stats on this, but I don't think a crew
2: chief has won back to back races with the Outlaws in two different cars. Uh, you know, they, I, they mentioned something about that on the broadcast. And I think that was the first time. Yeah, the only other person I could say may be doing it, Carl Kinzer. maybe. That, yeah, yeah. So, but they did mention there was a, a unique stat about that, but I I did miss it. Yes, uh,
1: Sunday night the Outlaws went over to Indiana to the legendary Terre Haute action track. Uh, Logan Schuhart picking up the win. Uh, Donnie Shots man coming from last place to second, blowing a motor in his heat race, had to run the B. Uh,
2: what a run by him! Yeah, you know, he took took advantage. There was uh, I think two two reds couple yellow flags but that's how it works you know it's, and um it was incredible he he just picked guys off and just each time it was and it wasn't like he was you know working he would get on the start and pick off two three guys that shot and then just keep making that work for him so it was hell of a run by shots i know that they're trying to find a little bit of speed right now and it's uh it seemed to be clicking for him and yeah. Shuhart shoehart just checked out he he had that thing covered from you know wire to wire pretty much
1: yeah, one thing I, I want to note from that race, uh, Craig Kenzer, one of the strangest deals I've seen in qualifying in a while where that the right front just
2: uh Absolute terrible falls night. off. Broke a hub is what I saw. Okay, him. I didn't yeah. know if it fell off he or broke something. Broke a hub broke. and then unfortunately he his bad night continued and he uh, flipped it hard in the uh, A feature. So it was it was a rough night for Craig Kinzer. Yeah, he can't catch a break right now. No.
1: Uh we mentioned uh earlier that Knoxville Raceway, USAC was there with the sprint cars. Uh Tyler Courtney picked up the feature win on Friday night. Saturday night, Brady Bacon picking up the 20 grand uh back-to-back wins for him in that race.
2: Yeah, it was a heck of a good heck of a nice Sunday morning gift there. So Yeah,
1: definitely. Um uh, Friday night the three sixties ran with the uh with the USAC Sprint Cars. Almost we were close to seeing an Almore Carl podium with uh, Austin McCarl picking up the win, Carson uh Coming in second, and Joe Beaver spoiled that, and he picked up the third place finish. And Terry McCarl was fourth. Yeah, so
2: it's uh, it's fun watching the whole family going. It's it's quite a deal, and obviously McCarl just a name synonymous with Knoxville.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Sunday morning, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Brian Brown picked up the four ten feature win. Kerry Masson rolled in second,
2: and Casey Kane ran out of the top three. It's it's good to see that, and Brian Brown is is probably the master of Knoxville right now.
1: And I believe that is 51 feature wins for Brian Brown passing Sammy, Sammy Swindell, Swindell. So suck on that, Brad Brown. <laughs> 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 we got we to give Brad jabs every time.
2: Yeah, yeah you know. every time he ain't on here giving us beer, we got to give him crap about it. So. Yes, for sure. Uh,
1: let's move on to the Power Eye National Midgets. Uh, they were at Valley Sp- or sorry, Humboldt Speedway on Friday night. Buddy Coyfoy picked up the feature win. Star of the future, man. Yes uh definitely bright things for him. Saturday night, they moved over to Valley Speedway. Ace McCarthy picked up the feature win there, and Sunday it was Logan Sweevy taking the uh, checker flags, but unfortunately coming in light at the scales, relegating that win to ace McCarthy it's
2: good good night man good good weekend for Ace for sure and um it's like i said we're uh, it's great because power I, I think we're starting to see some good some stars coming up it's a it's a really competitive series yeah and we and we mention power I a lot and
1: mainly i do because uh trey drop is running with them uh for rookie of the year and uh well we got a local guy running with them so we kind of keep tabs on them a little bit absolutely all right uh let's jump into a quick break real quick and we will be right back with our guests
0: County Speedway in Fairbury, Nebraska, July 17th and 18th. The NoS Energy Drink USAC National Midget Series returns to the Cornhusker State. It's the Riverside Chevrolet Midwest Midget Championship presented by Weston Package Meats and Schmidt Sanitation. It's a two-night thrill show with a free concert each night. Qualifying at 6:30, with racing at 7. General admission tickets are twenty dollars. High school students and kids just five bucks. For more info, visit JeffersonCountySpeedway.com.
2: And so now we're proud to welcome a very special guest. He is the 2018 USAC non-wing sprint car champion, the 2019 USAC midget champion, 2019 sprint car runner-up, the 2018 National Sprint Car Hall of Fame non-wing sprint car driver of the year. He is currently third in national midget points from Indianapolis, Indiana, driver of the number seven BC NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car. Welcome Tyler Courtney.
4: Get ourselves in that spot is, you know, our first goal obviously through the night and then, uh hopefully move forward here in the future
2: yeah no
1: problem um yeah so uh you picked up a big win on friday night in knoxville raceway with the uh with i guess your return to wingless sprint cars uh you've been driving that wing car for a while but talk about knoxville real quick
4: yeah uh so our second so friday night was our second race with the nomin car this year and uh, that was a great night we won our heat and uh, ended up winning the feature there and um uh, you know we kind of struggled a little bit on saturday when the when the big money's on the line but you know that's how it goes and but we still came out there with the top five and you now I'm uh, pretty, pretty proud of our team for not running it all year and showing up to the you know, biggest race of the year and you know winning one night and running fifth the next. So um, you know it's just uh, this is challenging sport. The sport right now is is really thriving and you know everybody's on top of their game. So if you're if you're just off a little bit, um, you know it kind of shows. And um, you know just very fortunate to be part of a good team where where we show up and you know we've been competitive and everything we've been driving.
2: You're the defending um, USAC uh, see, the Jefferson County race and champion uh what's feel like to get back there and come back there for two days uh what what kind of stands out about the track maybe if there's anything that separates it from other places you've
4: been um you know it's just a it's a short track it's kind of like a you know the tracks i grew up running you know 600 and stuff at so you know i kind of used my knowledge from that growing growing up we've kind of ran we've ran good there every every year we've been there so um you know excited to get back there and you know cody and his whole team they do one heck of a job promoting the race and you know making it an event um you know, which is, you know, hard to do, especially in, in this day and age. um uh, they do a really good job of it. So it's always exciting to get back there and uh, you know, see how much work they put into it, you know, making it better each each and every year. And um uh, yeah, excited to see our fans out there in Nebraska and, you know, hopefully put on another show and, you know, try and defend uh our uh our midget midget race out there.
1: Yeah, definitely. You mentioned that uh Cody's made it more of an event. We don't get USAC out here in Nebraska with with the exception of this one time. I guess we get sprint cars at I eighty every now and then but uh you suddenly made that an event talk about how it's grown over the couple past couple of years
4: uh, it's been uh yeah like you said we don't come out there very often, so the times we do I think the chance the fans obviously uh, you know cherish it and they they've noticed now that you know our, our racing is 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 pretty good so I think you know that helps in to, to grow in it and uh, it's been cool to see them grow each and every year you know those places they are not very big but but they sure do pack the place and you know it's been cool to you know kind of get to know some of the fans over the, the last couple of years and you know actually see them start to travel more than you know, that they probably did before and now they get to know us a little bit and, uh, you know, see what kind of racing we put on. So it's been been cool to see that and, you know, to see the whole sport grow, especially, you know, in a part of the country that, you know, we don't get to go very often.
2: You, uh, you obviously are out at the World Outlaws tonight and uh, running the wing car. And I know earlier you, you expressed that you're going to expand into, you know, uh, more wing racing. What uh, What is the biggest uh, maybe part of the learning curve or the hurdles that you've had in going from – you know, midgets to non-wing to wing cars. I know you mentioned, you know, that there was a little bit of a learning curve. What's, what have been some of the biggest challenges for you?
4: Um, you know, just, you know, mentally, you know, keep myself in check, knowing that I'm not going to come out and, you know, dominate right away in the wing stuff, you know, where we've been dominating the last couple of years on the USAC side of things. So just, uh, you know, remembering that and, and, and remember which car you're in, really. And remember, you know, wing car, drive nice and straight. Wing car, you got to, or the non car, you got to be, you know, kind of cowboy up. And the midget, you got to kind of be in between both. So just, uh, you know, remembering which one you're in and which, which style to drive on that certain night. So I think that's kind of been you know, tricky for me a little bit here, you know, just getting going, running everything. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, the more I do it, the more comfortable I'll get. So, But uh, it's been fun. It's been, you know, it's been a lot of fun to start learning, you know, the wing car and then, portraying what i've learned in the wing car to to the the non-wing side of things
1: yeah now you um you're going to defend your uh your midget championship with usac but uh what's your schedule like uh, with the wing car are you going to fill in with non-wing races or is it just me primarily uh, focusing on that wing car
4: yeah so so obviously that our schedule is you know going to be based around the midget schedule uh with what they do there and um you know the primarily after that is going to be you know the, the wing sprint car so you know, we'll, we'll do a bunch of, of wing sprint car races here to, to finish out the year and, you know, hit, hit a couple, couple non-wing shows. We might do, you know, a couple sprint week shows, and we'll do SmackDown and, uh, you know, maybe a couple like Lawrence forgets at the end of the year when they pay ten grand and uh, stuff like that. So just kind of, you know, pick and choose. But, you know, if there's if there's wing races that make sense for us to go do, um, you know, I think that's our, our our main goal to go do that, just to get as many wing races in as possible this year and, you know, learn as much as we can.
1: All right. Well, since you're at the racetrack, we're going to cut this a little bit short. But uh, we want to thank you. For, we want to thank you for jumping on. Uh, good luck tonight uh, with the Outlaws, and uh, we will see you this weekend at uh, Fairbury.
4: Yep, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you.
1: Well, fuck me, running. <laughs> uh, so uh, we got the phone call from Tyler, Superstar. and I uh, the I forgot to hit the record button, so we missed just a little bit. But uh, he is currently running with the Outlaws right now. Um,
2: in Attico, Ohio, the Brad Doty Classic. Yeah,
1: so, uh, yeah, we just missed a little bit of intro. Uh, got the first question in there with them, but uh, finally hit that record button.
2: Yeah, that's all right. You know, it's great to have Tyler on, and it's, you know, this is a guy who's a uh, it, it, superstar. And so I'm pretty proud of that, pretty proud that we were able to get him on. We were thankful to have him on. And uh, he's going to make, you know, we already saw him kind of earlier in the year when uh, they did the Return to Racing at knoxville with the world outlaws obviously making waves um gonna start moving into the wing sprint car racing and i will guarantee you that the uh number seven bc Clausen marshall nos energy during sprint car will definitely be uh finding its way up to the front very very soon
1: yeah i mean he did win in that wing car his first night out so uh not too shabby yeah he'll get there All right, uh, we'll take another break real quick, and we will jump back on with Cody Brewer, the promoter of this week's USAC Midget Race at Jefferson County Speedway in Fairbury, Nebraska.
3: Nas Energy Drink, high-performance energy. Yeah, hey, you damn right? I got what
4: out there. I'm fine. I just had to deal with my asshole uh, teammates, Steve Kenton. They uh-huh. wasn't happy with me for crowding them, but
0: shit, I want to win. Come here,
4: come here. Come here, come here. Pisser, piece of shit. All that stupid-ass flagman, they got a dumb-ass flagman that can't see.
1: All right, joining us on the hotline now is the promoter of the Midwest Midget Championship out at Fairbury, Nebraska, in the Jefferson County Speedway, Cody Brewer. Cody, how's it going, man?
0: Good. How are you guys doing tonight?
1: Good. Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, excited for the race this weekend?
0: I'm excited. Uh, it's a lot of work uh, leading up to it. Um, you know, this year we even uh, there was it's kind of a cliffhanger. We didn't even know if we were going to get to race until about a month ago. So, uh, you know, for for about three months it was up in the air, and finally got the go ahead from the fair board and and from the health department, the county health department, and, and uh, everybody. So it's been uh, it's been a run, uh, pretty good run in the last month trying to get things ready and and uh, moving forward. So yeah, we're excited, ready ready to get racing
1: yeah for sure uh let's uh let's jump back a little bit you started this thing off as a Tuesday night thunder in two thousand sixteen and this uh this race has grown more than just a race it's now a huge event uh you got live concerts you got a shrimp broil going on uh just kind of talk about the the weekend itself and all the festivities you have going on
0: yeah it uh, it started as a as a support show you know solely for the belleville mid nationals and um, you know there's a lot of people from from Southeast Nebraska and from Nebraska and Kansas and, and everywhere in that area, uh, plus all over the country that, that has a soft place in their heart for Belleville and the midget nationals and, uh, me included. And, uh, you know, they had a tough time for years trying to get that thing, keep it, keep it afloat. That, that track is a, is a tough one to tame. And so anyway, at one point they said, Hey, what, what do we got to do? And I said, well, why don't we try to get more tracks? short tracks you know uh around the area we used to run them a cool junction in dodge city and and some other stuff but those were all big tracks i said why don't we get on some bull rings uh you know leading up to belleville and, and try to get people you know get drivers from the west coast and the east coast the midwest and everywhere here for the bull rings and hopefully some of them will stay for the midget national so that's how the deal got started uh it's totally as a support show for belleville uh you know unfortunately things progressed at belleville and didn't work out for midges to keep going back to Belleville. Uh and so we kind of were faced with a dilemma of, hey, do we continue trying to have a midget race? It was very successful for two years. Um and so we we said, Yeah, let's let's try it. Uh but there was, you know, a lot of unknowns. And so, you know, and then trying to get some shows to go with it. It's it's a long drive for a lot of the teams coming from the Midwest just to come out for a one or two day show at Fairbury. So we, we you know, tried to pair up some other tracks with it. Uh, so it, essentially it turned into a two day show at Fairbury called the Midwest Midget Championship. And it's, uh, we're, we're starting our, and this will be our third year with that. Um, as the Midwest Midget Championship It is our fifth year at Jefferson County doing USAC national midget. So, uh, anyway, I think the drivers like it. It's, 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 it has grown. It's, uh, I don't know how to make races have an event feel, but, but this race has an event feel, whatever, whatever, however that happens, it's got that feel, uh, and there's, you know, it happens because there's a lot of people around, um, you know, there's a lot of guys that help then with the racetrack itself. There's a lot of people in the Fairbury community that step up with their small businesses and help make things happen. Uh, there's, and you know, and then at, putting it during the Jefferson County fair, you know, helps, definitely helps with that atmosphere as well. So there's a lot of variables that go into making it have that event feel, but we, we keep trying to add more this year. You know, we've done this, the shrimp bowl started out as a, as a, a, the night before the race, kind of a thank you deal. Well, one of my sponsors did it for all the guys that help at the track and volunteer time at the track. Well, then it turned into, hey, why don't you go ahead and invite the USAC officials and the teams? And then, you know, then it turned into, why don't we just invite everybody? This is a cool deal, and let's keep expanding on it. So we, that's what we've done, um, and it's a, it's a fun fun deal. So this year it's on Thursday night at seven thirty at the campground, just on the north side of the racetrack. It's free, free beer, free food. It's awesome. We'll be there probably till the wee hours in the morning, solving the world's problems. And usually, I freak out about midnight and decide the track doesn't have enough water, and I go water. <laughs> so that's usually what happens. Uh, I can't, I can't say that's going to happen this year, but I would. If I was a betting man, I'd put money on it. So uh, you know. And then we uh, on Friday we're having a cornhole tournament at the same campground at three o'clock, uh, with proceeds going to it's. It's forty bucks a team. Uh, fifty percent of the proceeds will go back to the win, you know, to purse for the Cornhole tournament, and then uh, and then another the fifty percent is going to go to Grady Chandler and the it for Grady Cause, uh, trying to help him and his family out as he continues with rehab. And then uh, Saturday there's a golf tournament at the at the Fairbury Country Club. It's a three man scramble, cool deal there. That's the first year that that's been able to kind of coordinate in the lineup with the races. So you know, hopefully the fans, uh, maybe some drivers, but definitely the fans can play golf or play cornhole, I think there'll be quite a few drivers at the, at the shrimp boil on Thursday night. So all of it, all of it combined helps to make it an event, you know what I mean? And then, and then the racing itself is pretty badass. So, uh, you know, all of it combined is, uh, it's a pretty cool weekend. You
2: know, this is the, I think the first year that you don't, um, have a competing midget show in power. Eye scheduled up against it. So, uh, you expecting some more cars. Is that uh, a big boon for the race or, you know how, how do you see that effect in the car count which has already been good anyway so don't get me wrong but are you are expecting maybe a blockbuster this time
0: yeah i definitely so uh you know there's been some other you know races not too far down the road the last couple of years uh which hadn't been the coolest thing in the world but it hadn't it really hasn't affected the quality of what we got going on at Fairbury and Jefferson County Speedway so uh, you know, it's it's been awesome the last couple of years. We've had the best midget drivers, the best dirt track drivers in the world in Fairbury, Nebraska, and, and we're gonna have that again. I do think uh the car count it's a it's a point show this year for Rocky Mountain uh Mitch Racing Association, mm-hmm. which the last couple of years it's been on the schedule but not a point show. This year it's a point show for that 'em. That'll that'll affect a couple guys. Uh but then there's no other competing shows um anywhere around. So uh, yeah, I do. I, we're expecting about 30 cars. Um, we picked up a couple of really good cars. The Flea, uh, Flea Ruzek, uh, team out of, out of, uh, St. Louis is going to be there with Jason McDougal and Emilio Hoover, uh, which, you know, hadn't been there the last couple of years. And there's a couple other teams that'll be there. So, you know, we're going to have the best USAC guys plus all the, you know, the best of the best from the rest of the country as well. So I think we're going to be 28 to 30, maybe 32 cars somewhere in there. Uh, but the, the cool thing is it's the best 30 cars in the country and yeah, the absolutely. best 30 drivers in the country. So it's, uh, it, it's going to
1: be awesome. Yeah, for sure. You mentioned earlier during that shrimp boil that, uh, you started freaking out about midnight about adding water to the track, uh, past three years, you've had new track records set. Are you, uh, going to go for four years in a row and, uh, add some more water and see what kind of speeds we can get around that boring?
0: I don't know. I don't know if we can get any faster. I know, uh, it wasn't last year. Last year, we, a little tricky on track prep. We tried to do flat track motorcycles on Friday night. Um, we were trying not to book micros because there's a, a cam raceway, uh, you know, not too far away. They run Friday night. So we were trying to stay off booking micros on Friday night. And we tried to do flat track motorcycles. Well, they have to have a little bit different track prep. So we were trying to, you know, balance flat track motorcycles plus a midget show and, and then, and then revamp the, sh- the midget track before they feature, which we did. And it worked great. Um, you know, setting new track records uh, sometimes is is good, sometimes it's bad. I know two years ago uh, there was mud hitting the press box, and uh, because the track was so tacky, yeah, and, I was sitting and they, down there. <laughs> and, this thing is juicy, and uh, they you know that and then so the new uh, the, the new officials were like, "Man, I, whew, this is like Kokomo type stuff, you know, mud hitting the press box." Uh, gee whiz! So you know, it, just because it's uh, you know we're breaking track records doesn't mean it's the best, the most racy track uh, you know, we try to make, you know, we, we try to be pretty scientific with a track trap and there's a lot of variables, but we try to make it as wide, as wide as possible with, you know, with the top still having a little bit of an edge that way, you know, some guys can go to the bottom and but the top still probably going to be the best way around, but it doesn't, you know, there's a lot of variables. So, uh, I I just start freaking out and think the top doesn't have near enough moisture in it. I want to go get it juiced. I
1: know for me, I know for me personally that, uh, qualifying has been worth the price of admission alone so uh if you get a juice yeah. up
0: i appreciate it <laughs> yeah we'll see what we can do I, I i definitely like seeing the wheel stands coming off turn two so we'll see what we can do
1: and uh we mentioned a mission a little bit uh where can fans get tickets uh, i'm sure they're still available
0: they are so um you know we're limited a little somewhat limited because of the the virus deal but um, we, we have plenty of seats. We, the, the amount of seats we're able to sell is a little over 1200 well, we, and we've never, we've never been more than about a thousand or a thousand fifty. So, you know, we'd have to have a record attendance to, to be getting to our capacity point as far as, you know, what the state health departments allow or the county health departments allow us to have. So we're plenty good on tickets. Um, you can get tickets ahead of time if you want at com. And then there's a little red tab on the left-hand side that says Buy Tickets. You just click on that. You can either buy a camp spot or you can buy tickets. You can buy single-day general admission tickets either for general admission or students, or you can buy a two-day reserve seat. Uh, and the only way you can get reserves is if you buy a two-day pass. That is good until tomorrow night at midnight. So a Wednesday night at midnight, that stops. Um, so then at that point, then it'll just be general mission tickets only at the front gates, general mission or student tickets at the front gate, starting at five o'clock on Friday, and then again at five o'clock on Saturday. And we have plenty of tickets, so there's no, no reason to worry that you're not going to get a seat. So come out, we're going to, we'll get you, we'll find you a place. Uh, and we have, we keep adding, adding capacity. We added grand since it's seating on the North end, seating on the South end, there's catwalk on the top of both of those. Plus the main grandstand is covered. Uh, so we'll get you. We'll get you taken care of, no matter how how it works out.
2: And there's not a bad seat in the house. It's it's a great place to watch a race.
0: Yeah, it's they're all good. All elevated. All every seat every seat there is an elevated seat, and and most of them are covered. You know, with covered grandstands so to keep the sun off of you too. So. so it's a it's a really cool little joint.
1: All right. Well, I for sure am excited for this weekend. Uh, I want to thank you for jumping on with us, and we'll see you Friday and Saturday out in the racetrack.
0: Yep. Thank you guys for, for letting me be part of the show. Keep up the good work and uh, we'll see you this weekend. All right. That's Cody Brewer
1: promoter of the Jefferson County Speedway with the Midwest Midget national championship. Uh, sounds like it's going to be a hell of a race out there this weekend.
2: You know, when he said you're going to see the best of the best you are, I mean, this is, you know, if we how many years we talked about the midget series producing those drivers who've either moved up or won championships, you know, it's, it is the best of the best and it is an absolutely fun little racy joint to go to. I, last time we go there, you you go there and it's not like they even it's like there's not even a straight they just kind of hang out of there and they're they're already cocked out you know cockeyed coming out of four and setting up for one by the time they get to the flag stand so it's a lot of fun to watch
1: yeah these midgets are definitely a blast on these bull rings I, I, if, if you can make it out there i highly recommend it
2: i i'd argue that it's probably one of my favorite forms of motorsports midget on a ring.
1: Well, Jason, I know where I'm going to be this weekend. Um, I'm pretty sure I know where you're going to be.
2: And it's where all the cool kids are going to be, Jefferson County Speedway.
1: That's right. Uh, so, yeah, and a quick time change. Uh, we just got word that Eagle Raceway, they, due to the heat uh, expectation this weekend, they are going to jump up their schedule a little bit. Uh, hot lap, 630, racing at 730. So if you make it out to Eagle Raceway, you can't go out to Jefferson County, where we're going to be. You'd rather watch some sprint cars. Make sure you uh, note that time change. And And with that, we will catch you all on the flip side. Have a good weekend, everybody.